Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys, we talk to an author about their experience of, of becoming an author, of writing, and their uh, experience with publishing and promoting their books. And a lot of times we talk to first-time authors on this show, but this week we have a special treat. We're here with Cynthia McGregor, and Cynthia has authored over 100 books in the 20 years that she has been an author and an editor, and her most recent book is called Predator Proof Your Child, What You Need to Know to Protect Your Child. And you can learn more about Cynthia on CynthiaMcGregor.com. That's M-A-C, not M-C, CynthiaMcGregor.com. Cynthia, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me on, Angela. I appreciate it. It's very exciting to text somebody who's written to, written over 100 books in 20 years, which is something like five books a year. How do you write so much? Well, actually, I've written more than that. I just haven't gotten them all published yet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you must be writing 100 hours a day. How do you do it? Tell us what you're doing. Well, I am, a, I am a full-time. I am a full-time freelance writer-editor. I don't just write books. I also write business materials and uh, web copy and articles and um, whatever anybody wants to pay me for. But uh, a lot of what I write is books, and I write quickly, and I work seven days a week, and and, uh, it adds up. Wow. What do you like about being an author? Why have you been doing it so long? What do I like about being an author? Well, it's very satisfying creatively. I've been writing since I was old enough to spell C-A-T. And when I was nine years old, I wrote a, a play that was put on in summer camp and uh, that was very gratifying, seeing my words performed up on stage. And I've just been been writing one thing or another ever since uh, ever since I was six years old. Poems, stories, articles, you name it. And uh, it's very uh, enjoyable work. I, I shouldn't even say work. It doesn't feel like work. Heck, it's fun. It's uh, it's very satisfying and gratifying and enjoyable. And I also edit. I edit um, books, magazines, web copy, business materials, whatever anybody wants to pay me for editing. And uh, about the only things I don't write, I don't write uh, college papers. I've had people approach me uh <laughs> to to ghost write you know, I've ghost written books but I've never you know I've had people ghost uh, approach me to ghost write college papers and I don't do that and I don't do um grant proposals because uh grant proposals is a very specialized form of writing and I don't know the format and uh, I don't want to turn in third rate work so if I can't do a good job of it I won't do it at all. So let's talk about Predator Proof Your Child. How did you come up with the idea for this book? Well it's uh, fam- I, I had found a new publisher Familius which focuses on family oriented topics 
And I put some thought into what family-oriented topics I hadn't covered in any of my previous books. I'd written quite a few other books that were, you know, family-oriented, and I, I tried to think what I hadn't written about that would be relevant to and of interest to a family-centric readership. And, you know, there's so much going on these days with predators, unfortunately, both sexual predators and predators for ransom, you know. And, and, And I decided it was a necessary topic to address. So, uh, I decided to write a book about it. So Predator Proof Your Child is about sexual predators and kidnappers. Uh, all sorts, sort of. all sorts of predators. Uh, predators for a profit motive. Predators for twisted, perverted desires. Predators who prey on uh, little kids. Predators who prey on teenagers. Predators who prey on people of the same sex, predators who prey on people of the opposite sex. It it encompasses the the entire gamut, you know, because there are all sorts of predators out there. Yeah. And was that a topic that was close to your heart in some way? Was that something you had an experience with or why that Well happened? I had I had a problem in my teen years with my, my own grandfather who uh whose hands went where they didn't belong and who kissed me in ways that no grandfather should kiss his granddaughter. And uh, I, so I had, you know, personal, even though it, it never went all the way, it was bad enough what it was, you know. And I have three friends, well, I have had three friends uh, at least over the years who come to mind offhand who had experiences. One uh, was uh, preyed upon sexually by uh, a male relative, uh, a cousin, I believe it was, and the other two uh, were uh, raped by their fathers, seduced by their fathers, whatever word you want to use. Their fathers had intercourse with them, and... uh, these are, you know, friends of mine, and and it happens in nice families, Angela. There are people out there blind themselves to it and say, "Well, we come from a nice family; it won't happen to us." Bull hockey. It can happen in the nicest families possible. I come from a, you know, a middle class, uh, respectable, responsible family. My grandfather was a business owner. It didn't stop him from his hands wandering. And uh, these friends of mine also came from uh, solid families, and uh, still their their fathers uh, molested them. And uh, it, it it happens. It, it happens out there, and and people need to to be aware of this. And for you personally, you've written so many books. Is writing on a topic that you've had personal experience with, does that is that important to you? Does that make a difference for you? Well, uh, it makes it easier to write in terms of that I, I don't have to uh, research that particular episode. That doesn't mean I don't have to do any research for the whole book. I certainly did do research for this book. But, right. Uh, 
parts of it were, you know, were from my own experience and didn't need uh, research. And uh, it, it makes the topic more meaningful for me. So let's talk about your experience publishing because I think for many people, they have the idea for their book first and then they find a publisher. In this case, you had found a publisher you wanted to work with and then you kind of backed into a topic that, you know, meant something to you, but you were trying to fit it to what the publisher uh, was known for publishing. So how did you find this publishing company and why did you decide you wanted to work with them? I found this publishing company, if I remember correctly, through uh, a listing, I believe, in Funds for Writers, C. Hope Clark's uh, weekly uh, um, newsletter, which uh, contains valuable leads to publishers. And uh, she, if I remember correctly, I believe it was Funds for Writers. She had a topic in there about Yeah, Maybe you can... are you there? And, uh, pardon me? Oh, we lost you for a minute. I'm not exactly sure where you went. But oh, your okay. voice disappeared. Uh, Hope, Hope Clark had uh, had a, uh, had a uh, squib about uh, Familius Publishing in her uh, Funds for Writers newsletter, and I went to their website and looked them up and decided that they... Uh, since they published on family-oriented topics, and since I have written a fair number of books on family-oriented topics, I decided they would be a good fit for me, and I should just uh, try to find something to write about on a family-centric topic that I had not written about before, so I wouldn't be covering old ground. And I came up with the idea of predator-proofing your child. So um, what you've had a lot of experience. You've worked with uh, several publishing companies in your career. Quite a few, multiple yes. Books, multiple books with the same publisher, different publishers. What do you look for? What makes a good publishing company, and what advice would you give to authors when they're looking for a company to work with? Well, I personally prefer small publishers. My first publisher was Berkeley, which is a biggie, and uh, I felt kind of lost. I, you know, I was the the little fish in the big pond, and uh, I felt that they they didn't uh, give me personal attention, or uh, that I was just, you know, one of a million authors for them. Uh, my favorite publisher that I've had experience with so far is Impact Publishers in Atascadero, California. Unfortunately, their scope of publishing is rather limited, and most of the books that I write aren't suited to the categories they publish into, but they have uh, four of my books. They have After Your Divorce, which is uh, for women who have gotten divorced. They have Divorce Help Book for Kids, Divorce Help Book for Teens, and Jigsaw Puzzle Family, which is about step families. And uh, my experience with them has been marvelous. They're wonderful people to work with. They're personalized. They're, they, they give me 
you know, I'm not an attention hog. I don't need to be catered to, but I don't like to feel lost in the crowd either. And they, uh, if I call up and I say, hi, Melissa, it's Cynthia, the publisher knows who it is, and she'll talk to me. Right. And and so what what would you say if somebody's looking for a publisher? What are some of the questions that you think they should be asking? Well, of course, you want to know... Uh, if the if the publisher has a track record, if they if they're new, that doesn't uh, exclude them. But if they have a track record, do they do they pay their writers on time? Uh, I had a very bad experience with a Canadian publisher of children's books that didn't uh, send out royalty statements timely and didn't send out royalty payments timely. And uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that these were their ethics, and it was it was a a horrible experience. And uh, I don't know how I could have found out in advance. But uh, one place that a writer can go online is Predators and Editors. Editors and Predators, I guess I have it backwards. Editors and Predators, uh, oh. where they can uh, find out about uh, predatory publishers who don't treat their writers right. And uh, if somebody isn't listed on Editors and Predators, that doesn't prove they're one of the good guys, but if they are listed there, watch out. Wow, that's a great piece of advice. Editors and Predators, excellent. What do you and think is the most... That's online, and I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, what to you is the most surprising uh, part of writing a book? Most surprising parts? Gee, I don't know. I, I don't know that there are any surprising parts. Because you've written so many now, you aren't surprised. Are there things about being an author that um, that you've experienced that you think without being an author you wouldn't have experienced? Well, I think if I if I weren't an author, it would have been harder for me to get a lot of the other writing gigs that I've gotten mm. uh, that aren't book writing. Certainly, being able to say that I have over a hundred published books, or even back when it was just fifty. Uh, being able to say that I had 50 published books made it uh, much, it gave me credibility and it made it much easier for me to get uh, uh, assignments from individuals and businesses to write anything from uh, student handbooks to uh, advertisements to uh, press releases, promotions, uh, you name it. And uh, being an author, certainly, you know, a published or a mostly published author gave me great credibility. Also, another, another, I'm sorry, go, yep, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, another, another, another good thing that I think being an author helped me with was a uh, for nearly two years, I had my own TV show locally, and uh, I think that uh, being an author of, of, of um, family-oriented uh, books 
helped give me credibility and get the the uh, the show. The show the show was called Solo Parenting, and it was for single parents of all sorts: divorced, widowed, never married, and uh, male or female, uh, custodial or not. And uh, as I say, we were on the air for almost two years. And it was a, a fun experience, certainly. Uh, great fun. Also hard work, but great fun while being hard work. And uh, I feel that, you know, that my my uh, publishing credentials helped me land the show. For sure, yeah. So what is more, uh, what ends up being more lucrative to you, writing your own book or writing for other people? Well, it's more satisfying to write my own book, but it's more uh, remunerative to write for other people. Hmm. So you try and mix it up and do a little bit of both. Pardon me? So you try and do both. You write your own book. Yes, I try and do both. I I ghost write books for other people, and I write my own books. I've certainly written far more books in my own name than I've uh, ghosted, but I've ghosted a fair number of books, and I will not, I will not take on a ghosting assignment on shares. I want money up front. Uh, an author may okay, have. We don't have a, a bad I- great connection. I keep losing you. Um, so okay, here's the next thing I wanted to ask you about is when you are uh when you're working on a book, how do you structure your writing time? Do you work on multiple books at one time? I usually work on only one book at a time. I may work on other writing projects simultaneously. Uh, articles for a client or articles for a magazine or whatever, but uh, I don't normally work on more than one book at a time. I would have trouble keeping them straight in my head, and uh, and so I work on normally just one book at a time. And how do you, uh, and, and are you working eight hours a day, or how do you split up your day? More than, you, more, more than eight hours a day. More than eight hours a day, Angela. I get up at five in the morning, and I get right to work. And uh, I usually quit somewhere around five. It might be four. It might be six. But it's usually somewhere around five. I do uh, take a half-hour nap. And uh, but basically, I work uh, sort of twelve hours a day, and uh, it, I and I enjoy it. I don't feel put upon. I, it's work that I love. And are you? Um, do you have a process that you go through? Do you write an outline first? Like, how do you approach a new book? Well, sometimes I write. Most of the time, I write an outline, but sometimes I just pants it. Did I lose you with that one pants? Writing by the seat of your pants is pantsing. Plotting and pantsing are the two forms, the, the two approaches. Plotting or, or if you write by the seat of your pants, that's called pantsing. Most of the time I plot, but occasionally I pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so do you now know, will, like... Now I lost you. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, no, no, no. I thought you were still talking. Do you know uh, Do you know how long a book will take you? Like, can you estimate how long it will take you to write something? No. No, I can't. That's interesting. After, you know, after so many books, but it's so what, what makes the difference for you? What are you just sometimes, you get writer's well, block or... Books, well, no, I don't really get writer's block, Angela, but I sometimes it's just very slow going and other times it comes real easily. Sometimes I'm 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 not quite sure what I need to say next. It's not writer's block. It it really isn't. It's just a a a temporary uh slowdown in the process while I think through What's the next thing that I need to say? Or maybe I'll come to the end of my outline and the book isn't nearly long enough and I'll say, okay, I need to go back and fill in. And then uh, I'm kind of stuck because I've said everything that I thought I needed to say and the book isn't long enough and and, and that can be a problem. Uh, It's never insurmountable, but it can be a problem. And it does occur sometimes, not always, maybe not even often, but sometimes. And what advice would you give to people who are in that position where they don't know what to write next? What do you do and what would you tell somebody else to do? Angela, I lost you. Hmm, Angela, I lost you. I don't know what happened. What advice would I give to people who what? Who are in that position where they're kind of stuck, not sure what, what to write next, came to the end of their outline. What do you, how do you get through that without getting stuck? Well, I don't have one single trick that works every time. Sometimes I just go back and read the, the manuscript and see where I can fill something in. And sometimes I go back and look at other people's books on the subject and see what, what they've covered that I haven't. That that would be, you know, a valuable aspect to to uh, make sure and include. And sometimes I talk to one of my writer friends and say, uh, "What what more do I need to say on the topic of such and such?" And sometimes I need to just kind of put it aside for a couple of days and let it ferment in my mind. There's no one answer. There's no one answer. Hmm. Those are all great ideas, though. What's your take on writers' groups in general? Do you belong to writers' groups? No, I don't. I I just never felt the need to. Interesting. So if if somebody really wants to write a book, but for some reason they haven't been able to to get it done, they haven't met that goal, but they say, oh, my God, you've written 100 books. Scott, I just want to write one. What advice do you give them? What advice would you say to somebody who wants to write a book? Angela, I lost you again. Yes, we have a terrible connection. Um, I don't know what's happening with this connection. Yeah, I know, me neither, but um, we're almost there, so we'll we'll wrap this up. But just in our final minute, what what final advice would you give to somebody who wants to write a book? If you want to write a book, go for it. It is a wonderful pleasure, but don't talk about it. Do it. Put a fry 
Pushy to share, fingers to keys, and write. I know people who talk about writing books. I know people who have great ideas for books, but they, they just never follow through, and I don't know why. If you If you have the idea for a book, write the darn book. I have also on occasion been hired to ghost books for people who have great ideas but don't feel that they have the skills needed to uh, actually do the writing. And they'll give me an outline and they'll say, uh, this is what I want to write about. This is how I feel the book should be structured. I can't do the actual writing. Will you ghost it for me? And uh, I have done that. You know, I have I have ghosted under under those circumstances, both both fiction and nonfiction, where the where the outline, the uh, concept, is actually the putative author's uh, concept, but I did the actual writing. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's the best advice ever for for listeners of this show. If you want to write a book, write it. Don't talk about it. Uh, Cynthia McGregor is the author of over 100 books. You can look at her titles at CynthiaMcGregor.com. That's Cynthia, M-A-C-G-R-E-G-O-R, CynthiaMcGregor.com. Her latest book, Predator Proof Your Child, What You Need to Know to Protect Your Child, was released earlier this year by Familius Books, and you can find it on Amazon uh, or at the Familius website. So check out Cynthia's books. Um, what an amazing career over 20 years. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, Cynthia. Thank you for having me on the show, Angela. Take care Thanks. now. You too. And to our listeners, thank you for bearing with some of our technical problems on the show. I'm not sure exactly why the connection wasn't good, but if you missed parts of the interview, uh, I do apologize for that. I appreciate your patience, and uh, we will get that problem corrected for next week's show. We will be back next week uh, because every week on this show, we talk to another author about how they are changing the world with their words. And that's what we're doing. We're changing the world one book at a time. Thanks for being with us. Today is my begins. The rest is still I-